Welcome to another edition of Reshaping America. This is your host, Kurt Flewelling. And I thought this week, being a week of Thanksgiving here in the United States of America, we would pause a little bit. Uh, we do have a few articles I would like to get to. However, um, in total, I would like to start by uh, just giving thanks. We should be very thankful, each and every one of us, and in this political season, this uh, high contentious season that we all find ourselves in, those on the left and the right uh, can usually find a number of things that we all have to give thanks for. If you are a Christ follower such as I, we give high, uh, praise and thanks to the Most High God for these blessings. Um, other people that don't know the Lord yet. Um, can still very much be thankful for all of the blessings that we experience here in the United States of America. So I'm at the top of the list as far as uh, complaining and being agitated and concerned with all I see and hear in the media and around me. However, if we do not orient ourselves and go vertical rather than horizontal, we will simply lose our minds and we cannot do that. Uh, we have to give thanks. We have to give praise to our God. And I don't think of a better time to do that. And, and uh, I can't think I should say of a better time to do that than this Thanksgiving week here in the United States of America. So I will embark on doing that for the first part of the show here. Um, I can give you some verses on thankfulness. This is Psalm 107, 8 and 9. Let them give thanks to the Lord for his unfailing love and his wonderful deeds for men. For he satisfies the thirsty and he fills the hungry with good things. First Chronicles 16, 34. Give thanks to the Lord for he is good. His love endures forever. Psalm 28, 7, the Lord is my strength and my shield. My heart trusts in him and I am helped. My heart leaps for joy and I will give thanks to him in song. That is Psalm 28, 7. Lastly, 1 Thessalonians 5, 18, give thanks in all circumstances for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. So give thanks, give thanks, give thanks. I know what we see on television and hear on the radio is just uh, very concerning, but we must pause. We must give thanks, particularly this time of the year. I can just run down a list of things I am thankful for. They may be on your list. You may have others, but many of the things on this list I know are on your list or should be on your list because we live in the greatest country in the world, the United States of America. <clears throat> Excuse me. God is the first and foremost thing that I am thankful for. The most high God, the God of Israel, his Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, uh, who he sent to die on the cross for my sins and your sins. This God saved me and his uh, abounding love and grace for me, his guidance that he gives me through the Holy Spirit and the truth that he imparts to me uh, every day of the year if I choose 
to take advantage of that truth, that wisdom, that James 1.5 wisdom that we talk about on this show quite frequently. Uh, if I decide to take advantage of that and quiet myself and pray to the Most High God, then I will, um, I will be imparted with that truth. And truth is something that we all desperately, desperately need these days. Um, I'm digressing a little bit, but I, I watched a Netflix special the other day, and please forgive me, I don't know the name of it, but it would be very easy to find. Um, it is a, an expose, if you will, of uh, formerly disaffected tech gurus and giants in the field that are outing uh, Google and many of the other high-tech entities for um, their dissemination of what they call truth or how they steer how you and I think and act. Um, again, forgive me for not having the name of it, but um, it, it was absolutely riveting. And um, you can certainly Google um, that and uh, you'll find it pretty quickly. But um, my point that I'm trying to make here is at the end of it, they were all clamoring and this uh, particular gentleman, a young guy was, uh, you know, had uh, been before Senate subcommittees and um, certainly was uh, someone that was concerned with the things that were going on at Google. And he said, you know, we need regulation. We need, uh, we need outside regulation. These tech and entities are not going to regulate themselves. And we, we need to, uh, we need to make sure that truth gets out there or at least is out there in an even handed way. So you and I in a free society can determine in a fair manner, what is true and what is not. And I kind of always shake my head when it always boils down to that, because if you are not a believer in God, who is on the top of my thanks list here, um, I hearken back to Robbie Zacharias, how he always said, you know, uh, he always preached about absolutes and my truth may be different than your truth. If we don't have a, uh, an entity, if you will. And in our case as Christians, it is Jesus Christ who imparts truth, who has written down truth in a, in a book. Um, if we don't have that foundation, then our truth is just as good as anybody else's truth. And and I find it interesting that even though these tech giants and these young gurus um, always get back, the, the ones that are honest, as, as uh, was depicted on this Netflix special, um, they always get back to, um, we got we to gotta regulate. Well, so again, that is somebody regulating what truth is and to the tech industry that's a 24 year old fact checker um to somebody else it may be congress uh how faithful are you and your politicians to regulate truth um, again we live in a free society so uh if you believe in god there is your cornerstone there are your absolutes and contained in the bible there uh, starts your journey uh, into discerning what is true and what is not. So the next on my list of thankful things I am thankful for 
uh, is certainly what I just said, the Bible. The Bible is our rule book if we are uh, Christians. Um, our laws, uh, like it or not, uh, if you're a revisionist, I'm really sorry. Our laws are based on Judeo-Christian principles. Um, the God that our forefathers referred to um, was the God of Israel. It was Jesus Christ. Um, that is undeniable. And um, if you want truth, um, if you want something to be thankful for, particularly in these absolutely chaotic, up is down, black is white, cloudy is sunny days that we are living in, the Bible will ground you. It will calm you. It will guide you. Uh, we, we need absolutes in a day and age where people are trying to pull the wool over our eyes every hour of every day uh, of the year. And if we're not smart, and as I said on my last show, if you've uh, been born in the last 30 years, you are born into a, a really troubling time uh, from an educational standpoint. Our teachers, our mentors, our coaches, our politicians, our media have all gone out of their way to either mislead you or in the case of the educational system, not provide you and teach you the skills to employ deductive reasoning to anything. So you are absolutely ripe to have your mouth open and have crap shoveled down it and uh, whatever goes into your eye gate, ear gate, whatever, uh, is, is ripe to take hold in your soul and sway you one way or another. And most often that way is away from truth or away from the word of God. So being grounded in the Bible is absolutely paramount. Um, if you want to discern, uh, what is right, what is wrong. And, uh, a lot of people don't like that book, the, uh, pastor Jeff Shreve, pastor down South, uh, oftentimes said, and, uh, I agree with him. He goes, the Bible is a very offensive book. And if you don't understand what pastor Shreve is saying, you could take offense to that in and of itself. But what he means by that is, in addition to uh, God's grace, his love, the wonderful positive, if you will, uh, things that are said in the Bible, uh, there are many, many, many directives um, cautioning us, warning us, pleading with us not to go down a crooked path or a path away from truth and we don't like that because we've created our own universe, particularly here in the United States of America. And um, when we read something that doesn't correlate with our worldview, that's where friction starts. And that's where we are offended. And we should get over that offense and yield to the most high God and his principles. And then we, we will be far less offended when the Lord charges us to act a certain way toward our fellow man or woman or act a certain way towards our spouse or our children or our employer. So um, the Bible is certainly something I am very, very thankful for. And I know many of you are as well. Next on my list, uh, the skill sets that the Lord has blessed me with. And, you know, um, he gives all of us skill sets, um, 
treasures uh, time. Uh, he will judge what we are doing with our time, our treasures, and our talents back to skill sets. He has given each of us, uh, every single human being that was ever born, uh, skill sets and proclivities and uh, assets that we can use for good or for evil. And certainly if you are a Christ follower, you want to hone, define, cultivate what those skill sets are and use them to the glory of God. So I um, am very thankful for the things that I can do that have provided me and my family with a nice living that have helped other individuals in whatever way that form has taken. And um, I think, again, in an era, particularly in the United States, where we complain and moan and cry and whine that our big screen TV is just not big enough and the food we have in our pantry or our refrigerators is just not tasty enough. Uh, I could go on and our, our lawns are not weed free enough. I think we really got to check ourselves and um, we have to go back to basics and go back to fundamentals. And before we embark in prayer, if we even do condescend to bark in, or embark in prayer, um, I, I think when we pray, we have to start out with thanks and it will ground us and orient us and we will not cheapen God up above and treat him like a spiritual Santa Claus. So, um, and that goes back to skill sets. Everybody has them. Everybody should be appreciative of them. And we should take the time each and every day, not just this week to thank God for all of the things that he's given us as far as our time, our treasures and our talents. And, um, a lot of people don't have the talents you have. They may not have the talents I have. They may not have the skill sets or the proclivities of the guy across the street. And each and every one of us should be thankful that we have those things and those gifts are from God. I am thankful for my church and uh, my church family. Uh, if we get to it by the end of the show here, we'll uh, read an article Um the Supreme Court has ruled correctly, in my opinion, uh, again, five to four. Thank the Lord Jesus for Amy Coney Barrett. He knew what he was doing. Um, uh, a victory the other day uh, for religious liberties in this great land of ours. And we will get to that article as well. But uh, the church has been under attack from the jump street years and years and years and decades and centuries ago. And it will continue to be under attack until uh, Christ comes back. Um, particularly in the United States of America, where our foundation, our constitution, uh, our first amendment directly speaks to religious uh, liberties and freedom of religion and freedom of speech as the two of those things go hand in hand. So um, the Supreme Court has uh, rendered a, a very uh, good decision the other day. Um, I can just paraphrase it a little bit until we get to it. The, uh, the archdiocese in New York, um, in addition to some of the um, Orthodox Jewish um, entities in New York City, uh, filed suit against Governor Cuomo for um, what they consider 
harsh and unfair treatment under the First Amendment, uh, precluding them um, from uh, uh, having uh, congregations in excess of 25 people. Now, if you've seen some of these massive churches or synagogues in New York, that's absolutely ridiculous. Um, you can have a lot more of those individuals in those venues that are well uh, further than six feet apart with triple masks on um, and worship the God of their choice, as our Constitution says. And, and to have um, some of these cavernous uh, churches in New York, to have a, a, a sparse crowd of 25 people in it is absolutely ridiculous. And the Supreme Court agreed. And um, many of you had, have said for months, like, uh, why can we have rioting in the street with protesters, unmasked, um, 200, 500, 1,000, where if you simply want to go to a house of worship, um, you have to be one of the lucky few in New York or California. And the commonality there, as, as you and I know, they are blue states. They are not red states. They are run by tyrants who do not respect the Constitution. So the Supreme Court has ruled um, in the favor of religious freedom, and I'm very happy about that. I'm happy that my church can meet. We meet social in a socially distant um, way, and everybody's uh, an intelligent, freedom-loving American, and we understand not to violate people's... Um, health or space by doing stupid things and we take the uh, guidelines of the local health department uh, to heart and the church that we go to and we um, we just get it done with common sense and unfortunately and Pennsylvania is a blue state always has been even though it flipped red to Donald Trump in 2016 in blue states and particularly deep blue states you are out of luck if you um, want to go to a house of worship and even practice some of these uh, social distancing principles and, and good health, uh, you can't do it. You, you cannot do it because the tyrants in that state, the dictators in that, those states, Oregon, another one, Michigan, another one, um, have told you you cannot do it. Well, the Supreme Court has ruled on that and they have ruled in the favor of religious freedom. And I'm very thankful for that. I'm thankful for my church family. When I'm hurting, I reach out to them. When they're hurting, they reach out to me. The body of Christ is charged to do that. And um, unfortunately, Christians cannot do that in most countries in the world. And the persecution that they will encounter if they try to branch out uh, further than a, uh, a basement church uh, secluded somewhere in many of these countries. The, the, um, the result of that is, is horrible, and we should thank our Most High God every single day, even though those religious liberties are eroding in this country. We have good men and women in the legal system and politicians and, and many other people that are fighting hard to preserve those freedoms and those rights and we should be thankful for them and we should be thankful that we live in the united states of america and we can worship whatever god we would like to um i'm thankful for my pastor and uh 
the reason I say that is, and this is quite unfortunate, uh, we, we discussed the Christian left in this country uh, many times on this show. And um, as many of you know, uh, people that love the word of God, truth seekers, uh, people that seek out churches and pastors that have uh, um, just a, a good, true, unassailable message every single Sunday right out of the Word of God. Um, I hate to say it, but those those churches, they are, are dwindling, and those pastors are losing congregants, and some of those churches are drying up, and churches that don't preach out of the Word of God or pastors that don't believe all of scripture is pertinent, relevant. They dance conveniently away from certain scripture that, as we said in the earlier segment, offends their congregants. And it's merely a situation where the tail is wagging the dog. If your church grows from 10 to 50 to 100 to 300 to 700 people, and many of those 700 people do not believe that the word of God should be preached out of every Sunday. They don't even believe you should go to church every Sunday. And this is a pre COVID world I'm talking about. They don't believe and are doggedly against many of the verses and principles in the Bible. And they will either fire a pastor that does not agree with them, or they will threaten that pastor in many, many ways. And the state has threatened those pastors in many, many ways with hate speech legislation to the point where those pastors have been neutered, if you will, and they uh, preach a gospel that is, um, let's just be kind, watered down at best. And um, back to my pastor, I'm very thankful. He is a young man. He is... uh, in his early 30s, and he preaches the Word of God. He is an old-school pastor. He is not subject to the um, changes and the uh, and the the malleability of the Word of God, which many pastors have uh, succumbed to these days. So I'm very thankful for him. And if you have a pastor that is unapologetic and preaches from the Word of God in a society that is absolutely hostile and where truth doesn't matter, and your truth is just as good as my truth, and right and wrong are on a sliding scale. If you are in a church like that, or you're bouncing around from church to church, and they are like that, well, um, and you see that, and you happen to be somebody that is in a solid, stable church that has been solid and stable for years, you got to thank God for that, because that those situations are dwindling. And if you have a pastor in the midst of all sorts of societal pressure, preaches the word of God and gets a lot of heat for it, you got to pray for that guy. You got to thank God that you have somebody like that, that is the anchor of the community. And if you have a number of people like that in the community, pray for them, sustain them financially. Uh, They are uh, one of our last firewalls in this um, in your society or my society. So we have to pray for them. We have to thank God for them. And I'm certainly doing that right now. I thank the Lord for my family. Um, family is good. They are healthy. 
They are where they need to be with Jesus Christ. And I cannot ask for much more than that. Uh, you look around, there are plenty of people that don't have family. They go home to lonely homes and apartments every day of their life. They do not have a spouse to talk to. They do not have children to brag on or children to raise, even though that's challenging. Um, they have, uh, they don't get to watch their kids play sports or walk down the aisle with a degree and, um, grow in Christ, if you will. They have none of that. They are lonely. They are sad. And, um, even though the Lord blesses them and keeps them and, and, uh, puts his loving arms around them, um, that is something that if you have that and your neighbors and friends are, uh, do not have that, obviously minister them and be their family. Uh, cause we're all one family in the body of Christ here, but the, Thank the Lord for the fact that you are married and you have children and you have grandchildren and cousins and nephews and family is a really good thing. And if they're healthy in this COVID world we live in, that's even a bigger blessing. So I am very thankful that my family has been blessed. They are healthy. They follow the Lord and I'm thankful to the Lord for them. Um, the next one I have on my list here, excuse me, while I drink my Wawa coffee, sponsor of the show here, often refer to Wawa coffee and the um, the listeners in other parts of the country. Like, what is a Wawa? What you know? Ask Newt or <laughs> not Newt? Ask uh, Mitt Romney. Um, he tried to uh, say that he went to Wawa and kind of butchered it a little bit here. But uh, Wawa, if you do not know, if you are not in the Northeast here, um, great convenience store, if you will. And um, they have good coffee and I drink it. So um, I digress. I'm thankful for Wawa and the many things at Wawa. Um, I'm thankful for my friends. Again, um, if you don't have the aforementioned uh, formal family that I alluded to, if you have friends, thank the Lord Jesus for your friends. I know when you're uh, in junior high and high school and college and young adulthood, you know, we all seem to have a bunch of friends and they, you know, time and space kind of winnows that down. And, and none of us really have many more than uh, five to 10 really, really solid friends. And if you're blessed with those five to 10 solid friends, you should thank the Lord for them. You should not forget them. You should not let that much time erode before you reach out to them and meet with them and take interest in their lives because friendship is something that is just uh, spoken of in the Bible uh, frequently. And it's something that God places in our lives. We cannot do this thing called Christianity. Uh, we cannot navigate this world we live in without friends. We just cannot do it. We are not wired to do it. And if you have friends um, that are solid, then thank the Lord for them. If you have friends that are questionable, that are not holding you to a higher standard and they are bringing you down and taking you away from the Lord, or where the Lord would like you to be, then you should reevaluate that and hunker down and double down and spend more time with the solid friends that the Lord has placed 
in your life and try to expand on that. We can never have too many good friends. We help them in their time of need. They help us. And um, it's a good thing. So I'm very thankful for the many friends I have uh, from childhood even. Um, And I'm in my 50s. I still have good friends from the streets um, that I ran with uh, many, many, many years ago and new friends. And it's all good. So, um, I have on my list here, family's health. I, uh, I already hit that, but if you're healthy, uh, thank the Lord for that and do whatever you can to enhance that health. Um, you know, we have been blessed in this country with more food than we can possibly eat. Um, heretofore back in the old days, if you went to a gas station, there was no food there. Now, if you go to a gas station and there's no food, we drive away, don't we? something's weird about that place. There's only gas and air pumps and the guy comes out and changes your oil. What is this? The 1950s. So if we don't see food at our fingertips, we kind of, um, we, we, you know, drive the car to the next place where we can get our gas and our Doritos. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm on the subject of health here, you know, uh, take care of that body that the Lord has blessed you with. And even though we are very blessed with food and we should give thanks for it, we, uh, we do have a part in this thing called health. Um, and we, uh, healthy bodies house healthy minds and healthy spirits. And we should uh, try as hard as we can uh, with diet and exercise and, and wellness and all that to strengthen the temple that the Lord has given us. Um, I am thankful that I live in the United States of America. Uh, As I alluded to earlier, um, try doing any of the aforementioned things that we're talking about today, or you you couldn't be thankful for them because you couldn't see them with a telescope. You couldn't, you couldn't possibly have a Bible or congregate at a church or have the food that I'm talking about and have the liberties um, to say this and do that without being persecuted and prosecuted. So the fact that we live in the United States of America, we could do five or six shows on what that means. But for the purposes of time here, just be thankful. How often are you thankful? And do you pause and say, thank God up above, I was born in the United States of America, or if you are um, have uh, emigrated from another country that does not have these freedoms and liberties, I know many of you personally, and you are much more thankful uh, than the dumb, fat, and happy Americans that have been here for generations, because you know from whence you came, and that's why um, it is so ironic to me. I lived next to a guy and his wife, um, she was Swedish and he was Romanian and uh, I was a young man and what an education they gave me. I mean, we, we can talk about and study about dictators and tyranny and a lack of freedom and communism and socialism all we want to, but sit down and have a cup of coffee with somebody that has fled from that uh, with the clothes on their back. My best friend growing up, uh, him and his wife escaped uh, war-torn Hungary uh, when Adolf Hitler was in, in at the height of uh, his tyrannical uh, march. And they 
left hungry, escaped from hungry by the skin of their teeth, literally with the, with the clothes on their back. And that was it. Um, and you talk to those people, they will give you a lesson of, um, how wonderful the United States of America is. And after you talk to them, talk to somebody else and talk to somebody else from another country. And you might be a little less concerned with your internet speed or the fact that, you know, your local convenience store doesn't have the monster drink that you like or um, many of the other frivolous things that we get agitated about. Um, sit down and talk to somebody that has escaped totalitarianism and you might be a little bit more thankful and understanding of what the United States of America is. Uh, we talk about freedom and liberty. And even though those freedoms and those liberties are eroding, we still have a constitution. Um, that constitution dictates that we have freedom of speech, freedom of religion, and many, many, many other freedoms. That constitution alludes, as I said earlier, to God. Um, many times and that is our anchor and uh, even though a few shows ago I said that constitution is only as strong as the people who believe in it or do not believe in it and that is an accurate statement we still have it and we still have a majority in the Supreme Court thanks to Donald J. Trump that are strict constitutionalists and as long as we have that we're okay, but that's something that we not only have to be thankful for, but we have to fight for on a daily basis, whatever that looks like in your life. That Supreme Court decision that I alluded to earlier, I, I saw a uh, an article that says we are just one vote away from losing our freedom of religion, our freedom of speech. And you know, that, that is kind of true. I mean, if you want to put that much import on the Supreme Court, um, that is true. Uh, five of the individuals on that Supreme Court are solidly um, in favor of those things. Uh, Judge um, uh, Roberts is, is a flaky dude. Um, he's got some really different ideas of what the Supreme Court should be all about. And he is a wild card with just about every decision that comes down the pike, you just don't know where he is going to land. And that's scary. But, you know, we as Republicans, if you're Republican or Democrats, I'm a conservative, I'm neither of those two things, but we have created this animal of just depending wholeheartedly on the Supreme Court. And, you know, if, if, if you live by the Supreme Court, you die by the Supreme Court. And, um, we don't need the Supreme Court to tell us how strong our Constitution is. Um, we should be doing that. And our educators have failed miserably, but um, we should be doing that. It, 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 in this free society, pretty easy for you and I to do a Google search of one entity or another. You could do it on Amazon and you could buy a Constitution or a pocket constitution, or many pocket constitutions. If you want to read it from cover to cover, be inspired uh, about it, and then order 25 of them, and in a very targeted, thoughtful way, give those to people. 
And that would be a great thing because um, even though we uh, enjoy freedoms and liberties in this country, um, they're only as good as our belief and our respect for that uh, great document, which is unlike anything that has ever been before it or after it um, on this planet. So um, I'm thankful for the freedoms and liberties I have in um, in this country, for our Constitution, our free speech. I am so thankful for people who doggedly fight for these principles um, in whatever way that happens to take on. I, I know in the old days when it was a low-tech world and you had the three to six time slot in uh, talk radio, the, the cardinal sin was to talk about somebody else that was on the radio at that point in time. And you just didn't do that because they would eat into your market share. Somebody would say, oh, that's interesting. Oh, that guy does that. Let me switch over to the world has changed now. People listen to my show at any given hour of the day, week, month, or year, and it's different. So uh, that that's a big, long preamble for me, giving thanks to the, the giants in talk radio who, if without them, these liberties and these freedoms that we have would even uh, further erode. People would not have the ability to drive down the road, put on a radio station and listen to Rush Limbaugh, Sean Hannity, Mark Levin, Glenn Beck. Do I agree with those guys 100% of the time? Absolutely not. But their ability to do that and articulate that and those news entities that get it right more than they get it wrong, we should be thankful for those things. And, and we should never stop trying to hold those entities or those people's feet to the fire and improve upon those things. And if they are going south on the truth, uh, create entrepreneurial opportunities that would expand on uh, dissemination of the truth. We discussed that on our last show. But right now, that's what we got. And we should th be thankful that these people are tires tirelessly fighting on our behalf and the behalf of the Constitution and the American way of life. We should be thankful for that. Um, we should be thankful for many, many, many of the folks that are politicians and media pundits. The media is not all bad, guys. Uh, media pundits, lawyers, champions of truth that are fighting in these seven states um, that were uh, bones of contention, if you will, down the stretch in the election process and the fallout thereafter. Um, these people that are unearthing fraud, and there is just um, tons of it, should be lauded because they're out there naked, ladies and gentlemen, and they are fighting for you and for I, uh, filing uh, briefs, um, uh, crafting this lawsuit or that lawsuit in any number of those seven states that I alluded to, and you know, they're out there and they're being assailed. Um, Sydney Powell, uh, up until this point in time and everything I've kind of read about her, un unassailable individual and the things that are read and uh, are written and said about her, 
because she's out there, um, not necessarily first and foremost trying to help Donald Trump, but to um, just get to the truth and clean up the election fraud in these states. And Lynn Wood is another lawyer. Rudy, um, even though he, he comes at these things in a little bit of a bizarre way, he, look at Rudy up until just very recently, his pedigree was, was second to none with what he has done in his career, fighting for truth, putting away criminals and, and just bad people. Um, he was always on the side of truth. There's, uh, many politicians. There could be many more, but there are many politicians, believe it or not, that are fighting hard. Um, to ring the bell, if you will, on this just laundry list of, of voting fraud and irregularities in the seven states, and, and there are probably more. We got to thank God for these people. Um, they're out there, and they're being assailed and maligned, and low IQ individuals or lazy individuals or people with um, political agendas are assailing them and uh, trying to uh, intimidate them, threaten them, make them shut up and sit down because they are unearthing this mass fraud that was perpetrated three weeks ago. And, you know, all of these things that we're talking about here, freedom, liberty, um, the American way of life, they all get flushed down the toilet um, at the least if we do not have a fair and honest election system. And, for those of you that think uh, Republicans never going to win again and, and you know, uh, Biden stole this election on and on and on and on and on. I'll give you a little thing to be thankful for. Look at Florida and look at Ohio. In the last few election cycles, um, Ohio and Florida have solidly gone for the Republican. And why is that? I mean, Cuyahoga County has been uh, in Ohio, has been uh, had. Uh, just a, a pedigree from for being historically uh, a fraudulent voting system where tell me how many votes we need and I'll I'll deliver the goods. Um, why hasn't that occurred in the last few election cycles? Florida, um, that that the hanging Chad nonsense and going after four heavily Democrat counties to the exclusion of the other sixty three. Why doesn't that nonsense happen anymore? I'll tell you why it hasn't happened, because the state legislatures in those two particular states uh, are decidedly Republican, and they they came to the conclusion, particularly Florida, we do not want to be a laughing stock anymore, and we don't want to be the butt of jokes, or we don't want uh, even a whiff or a hint of... Uh, we are a corrupt state or uh, we are a state for sale or we don't have it together from an election standpoint. So those two states have really transformed their election process and how votes are uh, counted and disseminated. And things are largely on the up and up in those states. And the, this is common sense, but the tighter election laws are from the federal level and particularly at the state level, which Pennsylvania absolutely got wrong three weeks ago. Um, the tighter those things are, the less apt for
fraud is to, um, you know, uh, happen or occur. And so if you want to take heart, the states of Ohio and Florida have gotten it together. And if the states of Arizona, um, Nevada, Michigan, particularly Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, um, if, if they get it together, then all of this craziness that we've seen in the last three weeks and all this legal fallout is going to, it's not going to be fixed, but it's certainly going to be helped. And it's going to be harder for people that are all about forwarding things that are not true and perpetrating lies. Uh, it's going to be harder for those individuals to do that. So, um, you want to give some thanks, give some thanks for some people that are on the front lines of trying to change those things. Pray for your state legislatures all over this country to get back the power that they've always had and not let their governors, their attorney generals, um, uh, their, their, uh, state Supreme courts and their judges in those states to run roughshod over the rights and the duties that those state representatives have. And in Pennsylvania, they're finally fighting back maybe, um, too little too late, but these are the things that have to happen because if we don't have free and honest elections, um, we are doomed as a society and uh, we need to pray for and be thankful for those strong state legislatures and individuals within those state legislatures and strong politicians and strong lawyers that are standing up and taking the arrows in this area. Um, we have to pray for them. We have to be thankful for them. Um, you know, on and on with the thanks here. We could we could be thankful for this show and five others. Um, let's be thankful for the great men and women that make our country function, particularly during this pandemic. Now we could you know jump right into people that we feel are important in one way or another, but uh, my contention is anyone, anyone who is working and serving you and I right now in a, in a society where they're dealing with the masses, they're being coughed on, sneezed on, stupid people are doing stupid things to put people at risk. Yet these individuals are going to work every day, bagging our groceries, pumping our gas, um, serving us at uh, retail outlets delivering our packages, interacting with us when they don't have to do that, but they're doing it um, to make a living and they're doing it to serve you and I during this pandemic. We, we owe them a, a, a debt of gratitude. We should first and foremost be thankful for anyone that is doing those things because many of us have the option to make money another way or to perform our job virtually. Um, and if you have a job, let me just stop there. You should be very thankful because as you see, the unemployment rate just skyrocketed because businesses went under, businesses were teetering on the brink of extinction. Employers and owners 
had to make tough decisions and many people do not have a job to this day and they've lost their job eight months ago and they have no hope. So if you can, if you have a great company and they're employing you and they're hanging with you during this pandemic, even though they're, they're hurting, um, you have a job, you can do it remotely. You can do it creatively. You can do it from home. You got to thank God for that. You got to thank God for your employer and for your your boss that is allowing you to do that because many companies have laid off. Many bosses, they don't have the option of being nice to their employees. They, they just can't do it. And other companies can. You should be thankful if you work for a company like that or if you have the skill sets to work remotely or do something creatively to make a living to sustain yourself and your family. You got to be thankful to, to God for that. But, um, back to the people that make this country function, you know, first and foremost, we have to, um, pray for and be thankful for those people that are just serving us every single day because many of them don't have the option to work remotely or work for a company that's understanding uh, on and on and on. They're just told, get out there and do it. And they're getting out there and they're doing it. And I'm very thankful for that. And I thank them when I encounter them and you should as well. Um, In this country, because of our freedoms and our liberties, we have scientists and drug companies and really, really smart people that are allowed to be creative and entrepreneurial and their property is not the property, uh, their intellectual property, if you will, is not the property of the state as it is in many, many other countries. Um, and that freedom, in addition to many, many others, allows them to do the creative things they need to do to come up with vaccines and other cures uh, for um, this ailment or that ailment or this disease or that disease. So we should be thankful for our scientists, our healthcare personnel. Where do we, where do we start there? I mean, from the doctor to the nurse, to the PA, to the tech, to the um, orderly, to the unit clerk, up and down to the person that serves food and and mops the floor at the hospital from the top of the hospital from administration all the way down to the most basic job at the hospital we have to thank every single one of those individuals for serving us and serving our community and serving our country during this pandemic we have to be thankful for them If we didn't have them, we would be in really bad shape. And I'm very, very thankful for them. Um, We have politicians that are honest. I know to some of you that's uh, oxymoronic, but we have politicians. There are not a lot of them, but the ones that are honest, we have to be thankful for them. We have to pray for them. They're on the front lines barking the truth, being a firewall between bad people and good people, between lawlessness and the rule of law. And they're out there and many times they're lonely and they're leading and they're serving you and I, 
particularly during this pandemic. They're not demagoguing. They're not disseminating untruths. They're fighting for the truth. And they're like salmon swimming upstream. We have to be thankful for our honest politicians, our honest media. Again, to many of you, uh, oxymoronic, but there are individuals, um, fewer and fewer entities, but there are individuals within some of those entities that are doggedly on the side of right over wrong. And we have to pray for them and that the Lord sustains them. And we have to be thankful for them. When you hear somebody on the radio or television um, from the media that is speaking truth as if it was 19... 67 when common sense reigned and ruled you got to just stop and say wow thank god for that guy thank god for that lady i wow i can't believe she's saying this in a politically correct world thank god for those individuals because if we don't have them uh, the truth is teetering and the the media complex is just um swallowing up these people left right and crazy so the ones that are out there um, naked, if you will, uh, just barking out the truth to anyone that will listen. We have to be thankful for them. Um, there are people in the tech community. Like I said, I, I really uh, fell down as a talk show host here, not uh, having the name of that Netflix special, but you could Google it and find it in two seconds. That alludes to tech people that left Google and Facebook and Twitter and said, this is crazy. And they're blowing the whistle on how the whole thing works. So it's not just uh, a Republican uh, uh, politician or some right wing kook or some conspiracy theory. These are people within big tech that have made the jailbreak and they're telling everybody how it works and how twisted it is. We should be thankful for those individuals. We should be thankful for CEOs of companies during this pandemic that are just doing amazing things, uh, protecting their employees, um, retaining their employees, even though their quarterly figures and their bottom line has been devastated by this pandemic. We should be thankful for them. Rank and file business people um, that are just getting up and doing it every single day. We should be thankful for them. Our clergy, as I alluded to earlier, the people that are standing up in a sea of untruth in a whacked world where nobody knows right from wrong, positive from negative, we can go on and on and on. Our clergy that is standing up and just in the face of, of craziness and saying, no, this is truth and this is what I stand for unbelievable heat these people are taking and we should be thankful for it we're running out of time here but I'll, I'll just tick off a few more our military they are fighting mostly on foreign soil so you and i can continue to enjoy the freedoms and the liberties that we enjoy and we are so thankful for our military our law enforcement who are disrespected left, right, and crazy in this world. Stand up and be thankful to your God above for our law enforcement. And when you encounter them in whatever way you may encounter them, thank them for their service. 
So I think that's a good way to end it with our military and our law enforcement, just thanking them up, down, and sideways. So um, we give praise to our Most High God, and we give thanks this week of Thanksgiving here in the United States of America. This is Kerf Llewellyn, Reshaping America. Until next week, have a great day.